0: Stop the tick please. Welcome to We Are Weezer Perfect Situations 19. Today I'm here with Brian from the Great Albums podcast. And before we jump into an interview with Brian, let me tell you about the podcast. We Are Weezer is a podcast about Weezer. I'm your host, Rachel, and we have two types of episodes. So today is Perfect Situations where we'll do Weezer news, guest interviews, stories, the history behind a wheeze mark an album release party and lots more and we also do a song review episode which will be next week where a guest host and i will scour the internet to find details and fun facts on your favorite Weezer songs we give you all the details review it rate it using our special rating system and wrap it up in a bow and give it to your ears so, yeah, we're going to take a quick break and be right back with an interview with Brian. Hi, Brian, how are you?
1: Quite well, Rachel. How are you?
0: I am good. Thanks for coming on the show. It's good Thanks to have you. Thanks for having
1: me. This is great. Yeah,
0: it's going to be fun. Um,
1: I, I think so. I suspect uh, it'll be uh, it'll be a good time.
0: You think that we'll have things to talk about?
1: I hope so. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's a podcast, so like, I feel like we'd better have things to talk about.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty sure we'll be okay on the the talking tip or yeah. something. Yeah. Um. Well, so we had Bill from the Great Albums podcast on. Never heard of him. Nope, not anymore. No, I don't know you guys, who that is. You're, you've broken up. Um Yeah,
1: and it was not. It was not amiable.
0: <laughs> it was not how he described it.
1: No, no. <laughs> this is uh, you're talking. This is excellent slash like 1994-ish 5 whenever that then whenever those guys broke up uh <laughs> you know this was not this was just just the worst of enemies uh you know this is Roger Waters and David Gilmour in 1983 can't stand to be even in the same hemisphere uh anymore this is just a the a breakup of the worst kind <laughs> Uh, you know, uh, social media, shit posting. Uh, (laughs) I mean, every, every conceivable bad measure. Yeah. Just a terrible, terrible split.
0: I'm very sorry to hear that. I am too. (laughs) For the kids who don't know, um, why don't you tell everybody a little bit about yourself and about your podcast?
1: Uh, yes. So the aforementioned Bill, uh, he's the host of the great albums podcast, uh, for which I am the co-host. Bill does a whole lot of work. Uh, I don't do nearly as much work as he does, but you can check that out. thegreatalbums.com, where we have, uh, reviewed a couple Weezer records, um, Basically, take a different album each week. We go track by track. We talk about it. We had Rachel on. We talked about the uh, debut album by the band Garbage, which is a quite fun episode. And I do a couple other things. I play in a band called The Extensions, uh, kind of like a power pop band. You know, it's, that's a sort of power pop name, you know, like yeah. The Attractions or something. Like it's, yeah. it's like that. The it's, multiple. It's de- on there. Yeah, the romantics, you know, it's like that. But yeah, it's uh, it's it's a pretty, you know, a pretty nice indie rock band, uh, if I do say so myself. The dot extensions on Instagram. And I also host a YouTube talk show called One More with Brian Erickson. And uh, I live in Asbury Park, New Jersey which is not just like the Bruce Springsteen graveyard. There is actually a a sort of bustling local music scene of which I am a part in my band and with this talk show. And we bring in different local musicians each week and we just kind of find out like, well, you know, uh, we're all getting older, we all got jobs. Like, how are you, you know, why, what are you doing? And why, Um, it's an hour long. And, uh, you know, a little more of a traditional sort of chat show. They sit, they talk about their stuff, and then they do a musical performance, kind of late-night style. But Oh,
0: that's fun.
1: Yeah, we have fun with it. It's it's really great. Um, We don't have a lot of followers. It's just kind of a local-centric thing. But, you know, if you're interested in kind of finding out some really great musicians that might not be sort of local to your own area, but, you know, you're just one of those people that likes to hear new stuff. There's some really, really good quality people that are making really, really high quality music just here in New Jersey. Uh, and you'd never really think of it because people don't really think of New Jersey all that often when they think of good things. No. So I'm trying to sort of, in my own way, uh, reverse that trend a bit.
0: Well, I was going to say maybe not bad things either, just not like high quality oh, bad musicians. Things.
1: Yeah, bad things. Smokestacks well, and asphalt and pollution. Oh, I just and, think know, of like
0: schnooki and the situation. Yeah, those are bad things also.
1: Uh, Because you're, you're, you're taking like a fairly rich, you know, part of the country, you know, that's, uh, you know, that has ties to like our, our government and the revolution and like George Washington and stuff like that. And you're tying it to like, you know, a couple of people from, uh, yeah, a couple of people from Staten Island that lived there for like a few months. Mm-hmm. So it's you know New Jersey has like a fairly rich history that I'm not joking about and uh, yeah that's it It deserves more than it gets but you know when you're kind of in the shadow of the dual shadow of, of Manhattan and Philadelphia you know you, you sort of get this little uh, this sort of little brother complex but uh, or or should I say younger sibling complex rather <laughs> but it's cool I like it here. I moved here voluntarily. Uh, I did not grow up here. I oh. chose to live here. Where are you from? Uh, just <laughs> New York.
0: Just New
1: York. But New York, I, nah, New York kind of sucks. Like, I, I grew up on Long Island. Long Island sucks. Sorry. It's, <laughs> it, Long Island's, no, no, seriously. Like, when the zombies come, they, they're they blowing up the bridges and Long Island's just gonna sink into the ocean. That's the plan. There's no, like, FEMA escape plan for Long Island. Like, I know that for a fact. Like, put on your tinfoil hats and join me down this rabbit hole. Blow up the bridges and sink the boats. Everybody's (laughs) trapped on Long Island. Serious. So I figured, you know, in the name of survival, let me move to New Jersey.
0: That sounds like a good plan to me. I It's all, for me and my geography skills, it's all just over there and up there. Yeah. So have you have
1: you been have you been to the East Coast? Have you been out this way?
0: I have been to Texas, and that's not
1: the East Coast.
0: Um, <laughs> I've been not- to New York. Okay, um,
1: there you go. That that counts.
0: There's a country town that is like almost Scranton, Pennsylvania, and like have- Wilkes Barre. I'm not gonna know the name of it. It's by the Delaware River. Like I stayed on the Delaware River when I was there for a my cousins from there and they lived on a farm. So
1: That sounds about right, Pennsylvania. There's farms there.
0: I went well but it was New York, but it was like we drove too far accidentally one day and almost we almost went into Pennsylvania. Oh, so it's, oh, okay. it's like yeah, up there. Want, And
1: once you cross into Pennsylvania, like don't, you are to turn around.
0: Well, I got like, excited because it was Scranton and I, and it was right. It was and like you're during, a fan
1: of the office.
0: Yes. So yeah. I was like, Oh, cool. Uh, let's turn around because we're in the wrong state. Um, yeah. And I went to go and I've been to New York, Manhattan, and that was okay. a pleasure and also a, eye opener because yes new york is very cool but the trash is on the street which is like for somebody who's not from there it's a weird it's a weird thing to get used to just like piles of trash
1: yeah new york is literally just a gray edifice covered in garbage you know where where you could also get like a caramel candy apple at 3 a.m. on christmas eve If you wanted, like (laughs) it's one of those places where you could get anything at any moment, but it's also disgusting at all times. And it's like, you know, and I'll say this, though, New York's like a relatively safe city. Like I've, you know, having grown up like sort of in the shadow of it uh, as a kid, like, you know, I'm in my mid 30s. So it's, you know, I definitely remember the sort of Dinkins, Ed Koch kind of grimy Manhattan but you know that, that sort of gave way to like the Giuliani gentrification and you know it's it's well while well people you know like my mom would be like oh wow it's nice now like New York is nice I have an uncle who lived there you know who lives there and has lived there and it's like yeah it was better back before it was air quotes nice, nice. because hmm. like nice And I don't think you know. Say my mom is not using this as like code language, but like when they say New York is nice, you know, "quote nice," it's like kind of code language for like, you know, okay, we well, it's kind of code language for like that, you know, that gentrification. Like we're at, you know, we're we're taking away local business and we're putting a fucking Bubba Gump shrimp Mm -hmm. uh, and an Olive Garden. And, uh, you know, a lot of that rezoning and and I understand like maybe you don't want like adult stores in Times Square, but, you know, it took away like, you know, some bodegas, some newsstands, some like people doing legitimate business trying to like, you know, feed their families and stuff like that. So like, yeah, New York kind of looks nice, but there's like, I mean, like all things like you had to do some some pretty ugly stuff to get there. And is it really worth the cost? Um, and I'm sure a lot of people will say, well, yeah, because I could take my kids to the Lego store. But, you know, I don't know. I'm I'm kind of a hardcore lefty. So uh, the jury is still out uh, as far as I'm concerned.
0: Well. Weezer. I, yes, we can get back to Weezer.
1: <laughs> no, I'm so sorry. The worst.
0: What was I going to say? I was going to say something. I think if you grow up there, it's like you're, you're gonna be used to it, and just not being from there. It's just a little bit different.
1: Well, where are you from? Where did you grow up? Did you grow up in LA?
0: Yeah. So, do you
1: resent it? Like, do you resent like that area at all?
0: LA? No, I, I'm never leaving here. I love it here so much.
1: Okay, well, that's that's good because I find like even living here in New Jersey, like the friends that I have that have never left there is like that, that, like a pang of resentment from some of them. But when I got here, like I went to school here. So I went to, uh, I went to a school that was um, near Princeton, uh, but it wasn't Princeton. But I like, I kind of liked the area and I sort of enjoyed like the fact that there's a lot to do but my the friends of mine that grew up here, there are those little bits of resentment. Uh, but to me, it kind of just felt like home. Where like New York never felt like home. Like it was like I'm here, but I gotta kind of get the fuck out of here. So that's good though. Like that's great that like you're like yeah, I'm never leaving. You know that you were sort of born in a place that you actually really enjoy. Um, yeah. I don't know how rare that is. I want to be like that's rare, but I I wouldn't I wouldn't actually know.
0: Uh, I don't think it's rare. Out here. I think it's normal out here.
1: Is there, like, a fear of, like, you know, because you read a lot, you hear about, um, like, the sort of earthquakes and, uh, you know, the the landslides, the natural disasters in California. Because, you know, I'll say this, like, the northeastern United States, like, okay, yeah, we get a hurricane every, like, decade or so. Uh, That's pretty bad. But, I mean, in terms of, like, natural disasters, this might be, you know, knock on wood, one of, like, the safest places on the planet.
0: Well, that's Uh, kind of, like, how our earthquakes are. Like, we maybe get one, maybe once a decade.
1: But that's, like, there's, like, you could, I mean, I guess, you know, people die in hurricanes, too. But it's, like, you don't have, like, a building fall on you. In a hurricane. Well,
0: like I'd be more afraid to live in Texas, where they literally have tornadoes running around, ripping your house apart. And oh
1: yeah, I'm not living in Texas. Hell no, Tornado that, Alley. That okay. scares that me.
0: Or like Florida, where like you're going to drown to death in a flood of tsunamis. Or you're
1: going to get murdered by a Florida man wearing like mm-hmm. a clown suit. Yeah, you know, holding a up a, a Burger King. Yeah.
0: Yeah, he's going to tie you to his boat and take you to the. Just swamp just or something, drag
1: you out to the Everglades and just like drop you, you in the meth. swamp for fun. Yeah,
0: yeah, no offense, so, Florida,
1: no offense, <laughs> Florida. <laughs> <Sorry>. But, uh, <laughs> Sorry. No, well, that's well, no, because you always hear about like the big one. Uh, well, there's only you know, been
0: one scary yeah, one no, 1988. And I, I, was, yeah, I was eight, so you know, I made it. No one, di- well, no one I know died
1: but like and that, i lived
0: in the valley but so. i guess the
1: idea is like the the you know but the 1988 one apparently wasn't even like that big like there was the last quote big one in california was what like 1909 or yeah. something like that so like, like they weren't even wasn't it like they were, were they still using like the Mercalli scale? Like they didn't even have like the Richter scale yeah, measurements yet, but it moved the ground and wasn't literally like. there was even like
0: actual like, codes or, you know, ways of building things. They were like, this is just bricks together.
1: But it moved the ground. Like there's a picture of a fence I remember seeing. And it's like, there's part of a fence that's like in the foreground and then the other part of the fence that's like twelve feet behind, like the ground literally moved like twelve feet. And it's like that was a huge that was like the tectons like slipping against each other, uh, and finally like giving way. And that like the nineteen eighty-eight one was just kind of like a boop, like it like it slipped a little, but it kind of stopped itself. Yeah, so it's I don't know. like I you keep hearing, or at least I keep hearing. Um, is it is it coming? The,
0: is the next big one coming? Like, do I need I to mean,
1: start? I mean, is it, you know, is it maybe, but like, I don't know, maybe that's just like scare stuff, you know, but it's, it's, it's got, I mean, it's gotta be sometime. But then again, like, a lot of things are coming that, yeah. you know, we still live through. So maybe that's just me being like a coastal elite, uh, you know, or like a fear mongering, like, I'm not trying to be that person <laughs> Um,
0: Stop it. Stop it right but now. Yeah, but it's so
1: it's just so strange that like, you know, like earthquake, like we had an earthquake here a few years ago and people were like, oh my God, it's an earthquake. And it was like a two on the Richter scale. <laughs> um, and I remember feeling it when I was driving, but it just felt like when oh, you're driving, weird. say – Like when you're driving over a bridge and it's really windy and your car just sort of gets pulled around a little bit, but like you're still in control. But, you know, when the wind like just takes your car for a second, like that's sort of what it felt like. And then you and then I arrived at my destination and it's like, oh, no, that was an earthquake that like shook your car for like a second.
0: Yeah, that's crazy. I was like, oh, okay,
1: But I'd still be like oddly worried About like a ginormous earthquake, you know, just like uh, you know, like San Andreas, like the movie with the rock. Yes,
0: I know. Uh, I don't worry about it. No.
1: Yeah, and and as you shouldn't. I mean, you live there. I'm gonna come visit California in a few weeks, and you know, uh,
0: we're gonna hang. We're not gonna be
1: like it's gonna be like that Alanis Morissette song, you know. You know, waited his whole damn life to take that flight, and as the <laughs> plane crashed down, well, isn't this nice?
0: Isn't it ironic? Yeah, I, even wrote, I mean, I started a list of things we're gonna do. It's gonna be so oh, fun. Really? Mm-hmm.
1: That's very organized. W.
0: What should we? What should we get on our butts? Is what I'm, I'm wondering. Like, should oh, we the
1: tattoo? Get the weaseler Well You know, you symbol? talked about the office, right? So, <laughs> what if we got like a Nard dog?
0: is that andy is it andy yes.
1: well because he had something where like if they if they met their sales goal like he'd get a tattoo and they like they thought of some hideous <laughs> tattoo and he just agreed to do it but then at the end they just got him like a nard dog because that's that's a silly nickname uh
0: hilarious
1: yeah he was also like a thoroughly dislikable character but by the end, I always
0: felt bad series. for him, but I, yeah, I, I think no, I fell off it at the No, he did it to himself.
1: End. He did. He pulled some bullshit with Aaron that uh, I was not okay with. I'm like, dude, just man up, just tell her you're not into her. Oh, yeah.
0: All right. Well, I I missed that part of the office. I think I like for some reason Most watched people all checked the way out up. after
1: Michael was gone.
0: Yeah, I think for sure I did, but I think it was a little before that where I just was like. eh. Other yeah, things that makes sense.
1: yeah well you're like uh you're like married and you have a kid, so you know you have like real responsibility like i'm well, sitting here you know i'm by, like i'm a you know unmet like a single guy never married, I have a cat <laughs> um i'm not even sure if he likes me or not like, I'm pretty but sure he I keep likes feeding you. I keep feeding him
0: he's a so very he keeps, so handsome cat by the way, back. very clean, very crisp, I, and quite wh- white.
1: Yes, white.
0: Uh, I <laughs> like found him. I
1: found him like on the street. I found Aww. him. He was, uh, I saw him around town like periodically over like a six month span. And I'm like, oh, wow, look at this handsome, you know, look at this handsome dev right here. And then like, you know, he'd just come up and meow and stuff. And then like, yeah, it was getting to wintertime. It was like February or March and it was really cold. And I'm like, you know what? Like some lady, like I'm petting him outside a restaurant and some lady walks up and she was like some local cat lady. And she's like, I can tell you right now, he doesn't have a home. And I'm like, how do you know this? She's like, because I take in strays. I've got nine cats at my house. And I'm like, wow. Wow. uh, Okay. And she's like, I just don't have room for him. Otherwise, I would take him. And she's like, but you should take him because he's a really nice cat. I just don't have room for him. And she she let she went home and got a blanket. Oh. And gave me this blanket and she's like take him. Oh. I'm like, "Who are you, lady?" And she's like, "Just take him."
0: Really? Please Is that him. true? Like that whole yeah. story? So yeah. Why God bless lie? her for not like being like an animal hoarder and knowing her nine animal limit.
1: Was enough, apparently. <laughs> I'm glad she gave me the blanket because he definitely pooped in my car. But Ew. he kept it on the blanket, oh. which I was very... And I realize now every time I take him to the vet, that happens. Like he's <laughs> just a nervous traveler.
0: Oh, he's like, What's, what is this moving thing? I don't, I yeah, don't like he it. He does
1: not like it. But oh. he is the best he's like my best friend like i'm looking at him right now and he's like laying on the bed just sleeping
0: Aww. and
1: like he is my best friend like i love this his name's bowie because he has one blue eye and one green eye um i just tend to call him Bo because like i don't want to like i don't know like be a show off and be like oh this is bowie
0: um, well, It's a little hipster, but it's okay. Yeah.
1: So it's like, I just call him Bo. That's like a normal pet name. Like a pet could be named Bo, mm-hmm. but you know, my friends, they all know, they all know what the, what the full name is. But yeah, Bo <laughs> is such a good, like such a good cat. Uh, so good. In fact, that my mom who does not like cats likes
0: him or at wow. least like
1: tolerates him when she comes to visit. That's he's a the thing.
0: Best.
1: Yeah. He's the best boy. <laughs>
0: Well, so the extensions, I don't know why I wanted to say. Um,
1: they're a band, guitar based, you and doing drums. You
0: your talk show where you talk to musicians in the area and they play yes. music. That's cool. That's mm-hmm. um, yeah, not bad. What's that one called again? I'm sorry.
1: It's called One More with Brian Erickson. I like it. Yeah.
0: Play it again, Sam, with Brian Erickson.
1: Exactly. Exactly.
0: And today, so when I was on your show and we were talking about Weezer, you brought up this song by a well, it's actually a project called Yeah Yeezer.
1: <laughs> oh yeah,
0: which is a combination uh, Weezer and Yeezy, who, if you don't know, is um, a nickname I guess for for Kanye West, mm-hmm. and. It's a project by this guy named, well, his his SoundCloud name is Chick, Chucky Nugget, not Chucky Chicken Nugget. Nugget. yeah. His actual name is Alex Hodewinek. Uh,
1: De- yeah, Hodowinick. Hod- I guess.
0: dowinek Sure. And he has done a fantastic job of combining Kanye and Weezer songs, and you wanted to talk about... Diamonds Up To Here.
1: Yeah, which is not on the proper uh, Yeezer album. It's like an outtake or a B-side or something. Yes,
0: that one you have to find on someone else's.
1: On SoundCloud, yeah.
0: uh, What's the guy's name? I'll get on top. I'll get on that.
1: Tell us about Diamonds. if If you just type in like Yeezer, Diamonds Up To Here, it's a sort of mashup of Diamonds from Sierra Leone and the Weezer song, I've had it up to here from everything will be all right in the end. And I'll tell you, like, it sounds like it belongs. Like Kanye, like the, like, sometimes when people do these mashups, you could kind of tell like the flow, especially with hip hop, like the flow's like a little off, like there's something kind of uncanny valley about it. But I mean, everything fits perfectly in this and they 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 preserve the chorus from i've had it up to here and it just sounds so like big uh and it's just it's just a lot of fun because um you know weezer like they're sort of a legacy band kanye west has this huge personality and to kind of hear them together um i don't know it's just it's just a fun song (laughs) I'm not going to lie.
0: It doesn't hurt your ears.
1: No, not at all. And like, I've had it up to here's a good song off a Mm -hmm. good Weezer album. And you're kind of like the like the guitar riff kind of is like a little funky, uh, I guess. You know, it's not like a lot of other Weezer songs. Like it's got, yeah, it's got a little it's got a tiny bit of soul to it, you know, which which works in the context of, of hip hop music. Yeah, doesn't hurt your ears. It's kind of fun. You know, a nice hanging on the beach on a sunny day sort of tune. Uh if that's if that's your uh if that's your thing. But yeah, I, I'm into it. I like it. It's it's just I, I don't know. I don't have a whole lot of like, well then the song does this, then the song does this. It's just a fun it's just a fun song to listen to.
0: There's an extensive and it'll be in the show notes, um, Reddit post by Chucky Nugget. Describing the process and like, you know, why he picked what. And so that that's an interesting read if you have the time to go down SoundCloud holes. Yeah. But I liked, what did I like? There was, like, he had some other mashups. And I don't even know if it was him or if it was just like SoundCloud continuing on with the mashup train that I was mm-hmm. on. But I was hearing like some Estelle with i don't know
1: well estelle uh they do like an island in the sun
0: yeah oh there we go american called american
1: island estelle. yeah that's a good one too
0: yeah i liked that one i was getting down
1: yeah that's a good i mean because island in the sun is another one of those really cool little weezer riffs
0: mm-hmm. that
1: uh that works well in a hip-hop context and i never would have thought Um, although this isn't uncommon, um, what is it? The Grey album, the, uh, Danger Mouse and Jay-Z, uh, from, like, 2003, where Danger Mouse took, like, Beatles, uh, White Album songs and mashed them with Jay-Z Black Album songs.
0: I see. Um,
1: and that's a really interesting project, and, like, books have been written about that, and now, you know, Danger Mouse, now he's totally above the board, like, you know, pretty, did stuff with like uh, Narles Barkley, and um, mm-hmm. what the fuck? The guy from The Shins, uh, James Mercer, Broken Bells. Like he's like, oh, uh,
0: he's part you know, of Broken Bells.
1: Yeah, he's he's the non-James Mercer faction of oh. Broken Bells, um, and you know a bunch I of other things know? and Wait. stuff. And you know, he's he's a pretty good producer, but I'm he got his good. start from this Gray album project that's how that's how he sort of came to be known
0: Hmm. well maybe Chucky is next
1: Uh, who knows maybe
0: next week when we talk about happy hour I did a little research and one of the writers for that song has a nice little story like an up-and-coming story which I thought was cool so I mean you never know it could happen check it out guys Yeezer. Oh
1: yeah, it's fun. Yeah, which uh, which one of the writers is uh, is that? Is that Chris Sernell or or Sean Bow? Sean. Or are we are we saving that for the uh, for next week?
0: It is well because I was doing my research today, so it's like on the top of my head. But uh, it was Sean mm-hmm. Bo who okay. is like kind of. I mean, I think it's partial luck. Like you just work really hard until things happen for you and you get lucky, right? Like us, like all of us. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Um, well, so I think now's a good time to ask you the age old question of when did you get into Weezer? How and why? Who, Uh, what, where?
1: Okay. How did I get into Weezer? Um, we bought an HP Pavilion computer in 1995. <laughs> My family did, and it came with a like a startup disc, like a CD ROM. And uh, when you went to install the QuickTime player or maybe the Windows Media Player, it came with the Buddy Holly music video. Uh, so that is how I got into Weezer because I was like, oh, cool, Arnold's happy days, like, I know this. Mm -hmm. And that is how I first heard of Weezer. I didn't, it was weird. Like my music taste as a kid. So this puts me 95. I'm like 12 uh, going on 13. So, you know, I didn't really like, so that was when I first heard of Weezer, but I didn't like at that age, I wasn't really, I I didn't really get, I, I was kind of like a late bloomer with Everything Like, I didn't really become a ginormous music fan until I was really in college. But, you know, that, that was a cool song, but it didn't, like, blow my mind. I wasn't like, oh, my God. And then, you know, maybe three years later, I remember going to, um, you know, I was dating somebody in as much as a 15-year-old can date anybody. <laughs> But I remember being like, uh, you know, I was one of those kids, like one of those like dare kids, those drugs are bad, you know, uh, like just say no kids. Mm -hmm. Uh, So much so that I actually won the essay contest about it, uh, about why drugs are bad. And, uh, you know, I was dating.
0: Congratulations. Thank
1: you. Thank you. It was uh, the prize (laughs) was a, a certificate. Uh, I think like a $20 gift certificate, uh, like a, like a certificate of achievement, a $20 gift certificate to something and a pasta dinner uh, at some, like with like the police, like not the band, but like the local law enforcement And, um, yeah. So if only, if only, you know, 35 year old Brian could be there to advise like 12 year old Brian. Um, but so, but the point is, uh, the girl I was dating air quotes, we met up at this like pool hall and like, she started like smoking, like just cigarettes Okay. And, uh, you know, we were 15. She was a year old. She was 16. She was an older, you know, uh, far more mature individual.
0: Yes. Uh, obviously, because she was smoking. Yes,
1: of course. But I remember being like, wait, you smoke? And she's like, oh, yeah, I smoke. But I had known her since we were like 12. And we were dating for a few, d- again, God damn it, dating for, like, a couple of months at that point, I'm like, I didn't know this. And I got, like, really disappointed being, like, a very, you know, very anti-drugs and smoking person. Right. Uh Which now, like, you, you do you. Like, I'm not a, I'm a non-smoker, and I've never been a smoker. But you want to smoke? Fucking smoke till your heart's content. <laughs> um I've since dated smokers and non-smokers, and it's all fine. But, um... You know, I remember being so disappointed and so, like, I felt duped in a way. But the Sweater song came on the jukebox, and I was like, oh, wow, this is a good song. And, like, it kind of, that was the her smoking like a fucking chimney. Because uh, really, <laughs> I mean, this was like, she's... At
0: 15. No,
1: I'm dead serious. She went through, like, two packs. Like, she was smoking like a... You know, I don't know. Wow. Yeah, she
0: oh God,
1: yeah, no, she was she was smoking like a fucking coal factory. Um
0: that's a lot of packs yeah. for a young person. Yeah, it was crazy.
1: Like it wasn't just like I'm gonna have one or two. It was like she just destroyed these packs, like she was on death row or something. <laughs> and um yeah, sorry, Laura, but um Shout out. Yeah, shout out. She's fine now. She's married. (laughs) She's got a kid. Like, they're, you know, she's cool. Um,
0: She's got an oxygen machine. I
1: I think she's a nurse now. I don't know. Um,
0: You know, she probably, like, made herself sick and then, like, that was the end of that. It was strange. She was
1: was an artist. Like, she used to paint nudes and then, you know, got, like, a normal job. Uh, I guess the painting didn't work out. But, um, I don't know, I caught up with her, like, a f- several years ago uh, and was like, hey, you know, it's been a minute. Hope things are well. And he's like, yeah, things are cool. I'm married and I got a kid. And I'm like, oh, good for you. You know, like, find joy in the happiness of others. Um, and I'm serious. Like, I'm not being <laughs> facetious, even though it totally came off that way. Um, but I guess the point is, like. I'm looking
0: at his face. He, Yeah, he he means it. Yeah. Not
1: fish, shish. That's uh But I guess the point is, though, while I was feeling this disappointment with the person that at that point I was planning on spending the rest of my life with. Obviously. Obviously. <laughs> God, I'm such a fucking asshole. Um, the Sweater song came on, and I'm like, this is great. <laughs> this is the best thing that happened to me all night.
0: And I mean, it pretty much is.
1: Yeah. And great. so then I went out and because I, I had an allowance at that point, my parents were giving me, they were floating me a tenner every week for like taking out the garbage and doing the dishes and stuff. So, you know, this was the mid-90s. So CDs so you could were- you get like a CD. Yeah. CDs yeah. were very expensive. So it's still even getting 10 bucks. I still had like, it took me six months to save up for one CD. Um, no, actually, probably like two and a half weeks because CDs were like twenty two dollars.
0: Yeah, you know. I was gonna say.
1: Yeah, and I mean, you probably you know California, so you understand like the 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 coastal markup uh, of things. But, I
0: can't believe it because they're still they're still like twenty bucks. Are they? How is this? Well, insane? I'm I'm
1: spoiled by a very good used record store near me. So oh. it's, uh, I could buy the, I could spend $20 and get like 10 copies of the blue album. Uh, but I, I, I spent, I went to, uh, I think it was like, uh, like record stop in, uh, Lake Ronkonkoma, New York. And, uh, I bought my copy of the blue album at that point. And I was like 15 years old, 16, maybe at that point. And I'm like, I am in love with this album because I am just a big fucking softy that, you know, uh, that I just. And you know what's funny, though, is this girl, the girl broke up with me and she wrote me a letter. She mailed me a letter, uh, but she didn't address it to me. She just addressed it to my house. So my mom, like, opened it opened and it. read it. Like, it didn't say, uh. you know, she didn't put my name. She just put the address, like, no name.
0: Why? What I don't
1: know. Dick. Yeah, yeah, that is kind of a dick move. But so my mom, so Joyce opened it up and she's like, hey, you got some mail. I opened it by accident because it wasn't addressed to you.
0: Sorry that you're broken up with now. Yeah,
1: and I'm like, well, did you read? And she's like, yeah, I read it. And I'm like, well, you could have seen Dear Brian and put it back in the envelope. And she's like, well, I got <laughs> curious. I'm like, well, you know, this is a federal offense. It's like your name's not on it. <laughs> and I was like, "Ah." Oh. And she's she's like, your name's not on it, and also you live here for free. Uh, But what, what was interesting about it was she said to me, the girl, Laura, was like, you know, Brian, I get the feeling that you just so badly, that it's not about me, that you just so badly want to be in love, and I can't be that for you. And I was like, you know, even now, like, you know, 20 years later, that's like a remarkable thing for like a 15-year-old person or I guess a 16-year-old person, as it were, to write, you know, to somebody. Like basically someone in their mid-teens. I was like, there was a remarkable amount of depth to that.
0: Or um, just, you know, the capability of being upfront Upfront and honest with you, even though it was in a letter, it was probably like at least nicer to do it that way than to
1: yeah, like there was get
0: mad at you or start a fake fight for no reason and like push you away. Yeah, there was like
1: a, but there was like a. I I was I was surprised by like that level of emotional honesty uh, coming from a sixteen-year-old. Was she right? What's that?
0: Was she right?
1: uh, Yeah. Yeah, she was. Uh, Though I didn't care about her, you know, in, you know, however much a 15-year-old person could care about somebody like that. But, uh, you know, and I was was disappointed. I was kind of heartbroken. And so Weezer comes in, and I'm like, yeah. And, you know, I didn't get it. Like, I didn't get the record. Like, I got it in the sort of Peter Pan kind of way. Like, no, I want a girl who laughs for no one else. (laughs) And now it's kind of icky to think about it that way because I'm like, no, you know what? And I've now been on the other end where it's like I've dated people that are like, no, I don't want to laugh for anyone else. I want to laugh for just you. And I'm like, well, maybe that's kind of a problem. Maybe you should be laughing for others as well. Like, you know, don't, (laughs) throw all your eggs in this basket. Like, you know, let's like, you know, let's still accept others in our lives and not sort of wall it off and stuff. So I've, I've kind of been on like, oddly, both sides of the, uh, you know, the sort of relationship spectrum, I guess. Mm-hmm. But I definitely was like, as a, as a mid-teen, was like, I want this. I want somebody to be like, just mine. And, uh, you know, that's not that healthy a perspective, I think. Like, you know, monogamy is fine. Faithful, um, faithfulness in relationships is fine. But, you know, ownership is not fine. And I didn't understand no. that as a kid. And I just thought, like, wow, this is what I want. And so I just found it really relatable, you know, as a child, as like a literal fucking child. Like I just found it really relatable. And, you know, in the garage was basically like the Beach Boys in my room at, you know, 120 beats per minute, Uh, (laughs) you know, and I grew up really liking the Beach Boys. So I was like, oh, okay, in the garage, that's like a now, you know, this is now 30 years after in my room. So it's kind of like just an update. And, I
0: did not put those together at the time. Well,
1: River, yeah, Rivers obviously a huge Beach Boys fan. You know, only in Dreams. I'm like, oh, well, this is my wedding song. Um, <laughs> it's uh Is
0: it still your wedding song? No, hell no.
1: No, I'm not getting married. <laughs> I uh it's just me and Bo, just the two of us forever. That's it. But uh yeah, see, right, Bo? Yeah. Exactly. He, Yet he, he, just he concurs. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Right. But he, uh, but, but yeah, that's, um, I mean that, and you know, even holiday, like the wor- quote worst song on there, like this is the best song ever. Um, it that is whole so album good. like blew me away. Uh, not just the singles and, um, yeah, Bowie is very enthusiastic about this record. I'm sorry that he's like meowing. I wish he'd go back <laughs> to sleep, but it's okay. Yeah, I mean, so as like a mid teen, uh, that album just fucking destroyed me uh, with relatability, and I never moved past it. I didn't get I didn't get to Pinkerton till I was like in my twenties, and actually, Bill from the Great Albums was the one who showed me uh, Pinkerton. Pinkerton. Yeah, like I never moved off the blue album cuz I had a weird sense You're of Like
0: why why would I?
1: Well, I had a weird sense of taste cuz like music back then like like I uh, as I said I wasn't really a huge music fan till I got to college, so finding an album that was top to bottom great was reserved for like the Beatles and that's it like in my mind the beatles were the only ones that made like top to bottom good albums mm-hmm. and so the blue album must have been some rarity and the idea that they could make a second one that was top to bottom great was like no way um oh, yeah. and i don't think as a 15 year old i would have been able to handle uh the more mature themes of pinkerton or i guess 96 Well, I guess it came out, I was 13, so I was a few years behind. But if I had come to Pinkerton, even in high school, like, I don't think I would have been able to handle a lot of those themes of, like, sexuality and stuff. I was still kind of in the, you know, holding hands is fun, uh, (laughs) you know, type of relationship uh, mindset. So yeah, I just found Blue imminently relatable for all the wrong reasons.
0: So, does that mean that your favorite song is off of Blue?
1: Uh, I don't really have a favorite Weezer song. Uh, I mean, maybe, All of them? you know, I really like Jamie. Uh, that's a really good song. And I, you know, um, like the B's, I hate to be that person, like, oh, the B sides, but like Jamie and Suzanne are great songs. Mm-hmm. Um, I love, um, like i my weezer playlist is so strange i really love pork and beans that's a great song <laughs> um i love uh i actually re- I, maybe my favorite weezer song is tired of sex you know cuz like then uh i not as like a, in a braggadocious way cuz i've never been that type... like i'm not that kind of person but i definitely got to a point where i'm like what did these relationships all mean? Like I found a relatability in Pinkerton at some point. And I mm-hmm. was like, well, what does this all mean? Like, what are we all, what are we doing all this for? Like, what do you, you know? Um,
0: Biology.
1: Yeah, maybe. Um, but it, it's like, is that really the best way to sort of carry yourself through, you know, to go through like, to get to a point where it's like, uh, oh, yeah, holding hands and being like the only person is great. And then being the complete opposite of that for a little while and being like, well, that's not really all that great either.
0: That's not great. Yeah, that sucks.
1: And, uh, you know, you're you're trying to kind of. So I guess it's, it's all like you don't mean things in like a malicious way. Like even with Blue, like the idea of ownership, like you just want something you want. To feel like something is yours and that it's special. mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. like you don't get that through owning a relationship like that and you don't get it through just sex. Like there's so much more to it. And so once I got to a relatability point in Pinkerton... Again, then I realized after the fact, I'm like, no, that's not a way to, that's not the way to do it either. But I mean, Tired of Sex is just a fucking banger of a song with like the best solo ever. So it's, uh, and it's a weird like dissonant song that kind of sounds like shit, but I like it. Like I listened to it today, Uh, (laughs) you know, like I, like it was just like, that was what I put on. Like that was like the gym the Jim Jam today uh was 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 uh you know Pinkerton.
0: Uh, well any song where Rivers moans and groans and wails and does anything, I'm I'm into it.
1: Yeah, same. So maybe by default, Tired of Sex is my favorite Weezer song. Let's go with that.
0: Very interesting. A lot of I'm gonna, I need to keep track of people's favorites because I feel like men are have an affinity for that song in particular.
1: Yeah, here I am thinking I'm unique. No, and I'm not unique. I am a 35 year old Caucasian cis male, well, I am the least unique.
0: I'm just thinking that maybe it's like not, not quote unquote sensitive, but it's a a certain type of, you know, a weezer fan that is a fan because they're also connected to the emotions that you get listening to the music, but just like the man version, which you- I wouldn't I, I wouldn't put it past anyone, but I would also say that I've never like met a girl whose favorite song was Tired of Sex.
1: That's fair. Do you find uh, I hate to say, oh God, the worst three words in the worst order. Um, <laughs> but I mean, I, I, like, as a woman, uh, do you do you find some of the very male perspectives of Weezer's songs to be troubling at times?
0: No, because I think. It's just honest and everyone thinks stuff like that, but not everyone lets it out. And just because you might think something for a second or a moment in your life or think it's cool for you know whatever you're working on at the time doesn't mean that that's like who you are. I right? would even
1: I, I would even allege. Uh, that like, even if you say it, like sometimes, you know, sometimes you just say dumb shit, like yeah. on occasion, like, you know, and there's no reason. And, no. It's, and you're
0: like, why did I say that? Yeah.
1: You're like, why did I say this? And you, okay. And, and I'm not, I'm not saying, well, that's the complete and full answer and Weezer's like, distinctly male, occasionally troubling perspective on relationships is, like, <laughs> totally okay now. But it's, um, you know, that's that's a good answer. Because, yeah, sometimes you think dumb stuff, sometimes you say dumb things, sometimes you do dumb things. And it's not, you know, you could take the sort of BoJackian approach and say, well, maybe all that you are is, uh, what does she say, Diane, when she's like, well, maybe... All you are is the things that you do, uh, and that there is no core self. There is nothing like at your core, but I don't believe that. I do think there is like uh a core sense of self that you can kind of lose along the way, oh, yeah uh, on occasion. And that's where you end up kind of saying things or doing things that you know you might consider out of character. Um, and, you know, maybe that, like, maybe Rivers, who, isn't he, like, pretty happily married now, like, and has been for a long time?
0: I mean, from what we know, yes, he's been married for a really long time. They have two kids, and so they they look happy.
1: So, assuming that he's at least, like, I don't, you know, I mean, any, I'm, any relationship has its ups and downs, but assuming that he's, like, at least somewhat content, the Pinkerton era, say, River's, you know, uh, hoeing, if you would, (laughs) um, maybe that wasn't at the core of his character. And it was just kind of a phase where he was figuring out how to, you know, make an emotional connection with another person, Maybe he was feeling a little insecure and could not find validation any other way. Uh, And maybe it's not the lack of critical acclaim. Maybe it's the fact that that was just an uncomfortable part of his life that he had to kind of get out of his system and move on from.
0: But it happened to be like put out in... The, for the world to see.
1: And a lot of the world really fucking liked it cuz it's really good. And maybe he was so reticent to play that stuff because you know, if you're if you're singing about something or if you're presenting a piece of art from a period in your life that inspired you but was still uncomfortable, maybe you know, you you kind of move on after like I had a song, I, I was, I was my old band. We were playing in Boston and I, um, I'd gone through this now many years ago and there was a girl I was with a woman that I was with, uh, and we were, and this one was one that I was like, holy shit, I might marry this person. And I don't think that about everybody, but I definitely thought that about this one. And so when it ended, I was fucking destroyed for a while And I wrote like a kind of bitter-ish song about it. I I wrote a few, but there was one (laughs) in particular. And it was like a single of ours that we were like out promoting and stuff. And she came to see us. She had moved to Boston. She came to see us. And I kind of turned and we were on okay enough terms and I, I kind of turned to the fellas. I'm like, guys, I don't want to play this song. And they're like, why? It's the single. We're out promoting this right now. I'm like, no, please. Like, we have to do some. We have to do anything else but that. <laughs> because you realize you get to a point in your life where you sort of move on from that uncomfortable stuff. And, you know, maybe it's like not intentionally hurtful. But, like, maybe it comes off a little bit that way. Or, you know, maybe if you've got somebody new in your life and you're trying to sort of act right and, you know, get on with, you know, being a good person, having to constantly, and I mean, Rivers Cuomo, I am not, but having to, you know, play something or remind yourself of something that was maybe a little more therapeutic for you um, night in and night out maybe doesn't Mm -hmm. help. And maybe it doesn't help the people that are in your life now. And so I look at Pinkerton as as maybe it was that for Rivers. Maybe it was just him kind of getting it out of his system and, you know, his wife and his kids have nothing to do with it. And maybe it makes them a little uncomfortable. And maybe that's why he didn't like to play that stuff a whole lot. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I mean I'm putting I'm like putting that into context of my own life and thinking about that and it totally makes me feel uncomfortable to go back to uh, points periods of my life where I'm like oh my god that was like the worst the worst and you were the worst person and you made the worst decisions and if i had songs about those periods of time regardless whether or not they were good i don't think i'd want to like go back there often yeah
1: yeah and i i have i have things like that i have songs like that and i don't i i i try not to go back there you know i've i've made a lot of bad decisions and i've got uh, as gil scott heron would say the poet you know i got a big bill coming <laughs> you know but for now just, you know, try to try to kind of get on with it and not, not that you don't want to revisit certain things. Sometimes like it's nice to sort of leave yourself these little reminders of like
0: who you are, what why you are what a fucking are.
1: asshole you've been to others from time to time. Uh as like a reminder of being like, don't do that mm-hmm. anymore.
0: Life lessons.
1: It's it's I think it's healthy to visit. I don't think it's healthy to live there.
0: Yeah, true dat.
1: But Tired of Sex is a fucking jam.
0: It is a very Still. good song. Yeah. What instrument do you play with your band?
1: Uh, oh god, it's the worst. I play guitar.
0: Why is that the worst?
1: Right. Well, cuz it's like so normal. Like it's, you know, it's it's like you're getting the some normal ass dude who <laughs> plays guitar in a band.
0: The guitar. Uh, I'm sorry. By is... the way,
1: this is and and the the winner for longest we are Weezer episode goes <laughs> to, um, but it's uh,
0: <laughs> no, not yet.
1: <laughs> no, not yet. I'll I'll get there. It's it's, <laughs> it's you know we're recording right now. It's it's one a.m. on the East Coast. Oh my here.
0: gosh. We okay. So we're we will hurry it up.
1: Uh, it, I mean, um, I'm okay, but. Uh, I, I play guitar uh, and I sing and I can play some some piano. I can play some bass. I could kind of – it's like I try to take the John Lennon mentality. I play a little saxophone too. Like Ooh. I try to take the John Lennon mentality. What did he say? Like get me a tuba and I'll get you something out of it. Like you sort of recognize your own limita- – like you're – I would say I'm more ambitious than I am talented. And I can't wait – like to to listen back to this and be like, wow, what a pompous ass I sound like. <laughs> um, but I, I don't think that's a bad thing to say. Like to say, okay, yeah, I have aspirations, even though I might not be the most talented person. Like, you know, I try my best. Uh, I'm not a good guitar player, but I, you know, yeah, I just kind of give it, I, I do what I can with what I've got.
0: Well, I'm going to take a listen and I will... Rate you using our rating system and let you know what points you get. Okay. And
1: my rivers, <laughs> la- laser eye rivers.
0: Um, not really, but I'm sure that you play very well. Otherwise, why would they have you? And the guitar is very important.
1: Yeah. So. Uh, they have me because I'm a good networker. So I can get us good shows. That's that's why they have me. That's because I can, I can talk to people and get good shows. And, you know, I book it. Uh, I, I have a room that I book so like I can kind of like curry some you know I can I can th- sort of back pocket a favor here and there and be like hey you know I booked you here so why don't you book us there that's why they have me
0: well you when, maybe when you come out to LA you'll have to get some connects out here
1: oh yeah no I'm already working on it okay uh, I really wanted to play that uh, oh what the hell is it called? it's like some kosher sushi place uh I don't know what the hell it's called.
0: And neither do I. Where is it? But
1: it's uh I have no idea. I can find out though. My I I am I, I'm signed to a small record label. Uh and I asked them if they could help me get shows and I don't think that's happening, but it's uh
0: try try the whiskey. They'll let anybody play there. Oh yeah. Just kidding. I mean, I think I'm just kidding. I don't know. Seems like it. I don't know.
1: Okay, <laughs> that's I, all right. I will. Uh, I will
0: call them right now. We'll wait.
1: No, no, I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna
0: call <laughs> them right this moment.
1: I'm just. Uh, they sent me the name of it. Is it? It's like
0: maybe it's actually called kosher sushi.
1: No, no, it's. I. I'm not gonna worry about it though, because it's. It's not. You know, this is a Weezer podcast. This isn't a Brian. Trying to book a fucking LA show <laughs> podcast. I'm so sorry. It's okay. Is wasting there, your time. Is there
0: anything else that you want to share with the party people before we get the heck out of here? Um,
1: no, no. I've I've aired like I I, I think I've put on full display. Uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> Did you pull the Cuomo?
1: Yeah, I've I've put it all on full display, uh, and I apologize profusely
0: for that. Plans for future podcasts? Since you and Bill are gonna be never speaking again? Yeah, since you're getting divorced.
1: Yeah. Um, no, I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep hosting uh, one more with Brian Erickson. Uh, we have committed to well, we do seasons where it's like. Um, In between the big holidays. So we'll do like between like New Year's and uh, Memorial Day and then between 4th of July and Thanksgiving. So those are our seasons. I like it. You know, so usually like four months at a time. So we're definitely signed on until the end of this year. Uh, So that's a new season. We actually just ended our season yesterday. So now we're, we're kind of on a break for about six to eight weeks. And then, um, you know, we'll come back. So if anybody's interested in New Jersey local music, though I do interview touring bands when they come through.
0: What's your favorite episode so far that you've done?
1: I mean, we do have two guests per episode. I would say one of my favorite bands that we've had on. Just recently, we had a really good band on called The Furies. And they're based out of, they're like, New York via New England. Um, they're all like it's a it's a five piece band. Um, all it's an all female five piece band. Um, they're all like Berkeley educated. The main uh, singer songwriter, uh, her name is Lee Moretti. Uh, she was a touring member of Third Eye Blind uh, cool. for a while. So i mean this is like a legit this isn't just some kid in her bedroom like hunched over a, a laptop this is like these are legit musicians um really great songwriters really talented players I interviewed them maybe like a month ago and certainly worth certainly worth checking out
0: I will check it out I just wrote it down and yeah. is it yeah the
1: furies are really really
0: f u r y s is that
1: uh f u r i e
0: my first choice okay well if you're cool with it let's take a break and say goodbye until next time
1: until next time
0: all right hold on or we'll be right back Thanks, everybody, for listening. What is next? Episode 48. Brian and I will be doing song discussion. Uh, we're doing the song Happy Hour. Brian, why don't you tell everybody where they can find you on social media?
1: So just go on Instagram, at Brian It Can't Be Done. Uh, that'll link to my band, my talk show, uh, all that other good stuff. Uh, so yeah, Instagram, at Brian It Can't Be Done. That's your best way.
0: Okie dokie. And you can find We Are Weezer on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at We Are Weezer. We have a website, uh, weareweezer.com. Listen, subscribe, rate, tell your friends, please. Review us on Apple Podcasts. Unless you're going to be mean, don't do that. Just don't do anything Um, or leave us five stars. That would be nice, too. Thank you, Other Brian, for the sound. And thank you, everyone, for listening. And thank you so much, Brian, for coming on. And we will see you next week. Thank you for having me. All right. Adios.
1: We are Weezer, we are Weezer, we are Weezer, and
0: I love you.